Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome back. It's Overtime 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you for about another 40 minutes or so leading up to Capitals Hockey. Going to get into the Commanders here in just a second, but let's get out to Chris in Damascus. What's going on, Chris? Hey, baseball. I hear baseball. I, I get warmer. It's cold enough. I get warmer when I hear baseball. But anyway, <laughs> Rizzo's my guy, man. I'm so glad they re-upped him, re-extended uh, him or whatever. Cause I, but then my question is going to be, I uh, heard he purged a lot of the scouting Mm-hmm. thing and I don't know what you make of that but before you answer let me and then I'll hang up um uh yeah because he's done no wrong the two the two anything questionable Bryce Harper for instance Anthony Rendon well I'm not even counting him but Bryce Harper was set to be traded but the owner stepped in um uh and and let him just walk for nothing mm-hmm. um and um uh, when it came, when the writing was on the wall, when Strasburg got hurt after the World Series and Corbin wasn't, then it was time to bail. And when you mentioned all the soda stuff, don't forget Max and Trey were on the same boat. They weren't going to resign. Well, Max we couldn't afford, and Trey, you know, wanted to do his thing like Soto was going to do. But also, um, just wait we, we, as we build and get more money, you know, get better name brand, and maybe we'll make some more money for the team. Maybe the learners will feel better. God only knows. But anyway, that's it. Have a good one. Appreciate it, Chris. Yeah, so he mentioned the scouting staff. Yeah, they have done some things during the offseason where they've moved on from some guys. I don't fully know what's going to happen with the scouting department. You know, a lot of these moves in the offseason, like Dejon Watson and clearing house on some of those that staff – they filled a lot of those positions, and I like the guys that they filled those positions with. You know, getting a guy from the Orioles in terms of a draft person, a guy that ran the draft for the Orioles or was in the room helping run the draft for the Orioles comes over to the Nats. I like that. You know, sometimes you want to see how these things are done by other organizations that have had some success. Now, you know, say what you will about the Orioles, they've also had really, you know, a bunch of number one overall picks. So. There is that too, but even hitting on a guy like a Gunnar Henderson in the second round, you know, so I'm interested to see how that is, but I am, I'm not a hundred percent sure what's going on with the scouting staff. So I, I won't speak too, too much to it, but yeah, they did move on. So hopefully it's not something where they're downsizing. I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get to see that more throughout the off season, but hopefully it's not something where they're downsizing, but it also does suck for the Nationals. I was talking about this with Grant on Bust and Loose Baseball. You can check that out on the Odyssey app. Just released a new episode coming out tonight, I believe. And the Nationals have gotten screwed multiple times just on timing. It's nothing of their own doing. It's just timing. And you win the World Series in 2019, and 2020 is the COVID year. So you never really get to parade it around, right? You still had the parade, but 
2020 season is supposed to be all about celebrating those guys. And they didn't get a chance really to repeat because it was a 60-game season. And obviously, I guess you could still try to repeat, but it wasn't a real, real season, right? So they didn't get a chance to really enjoy the fanfare after winning it in 2019. And then in the middle of the Nationals rebuild, because of these new MLB draft lottery rules to try and stop teams from tanking, the Nationals had the number two overall pick in this past year's draft where they took Dylan Cruz. And now because they pay into revenue sharing, because they're a larger market team, they can no longer pick inside the top nine picks uh, until next year. You can't do back-to-back years inside the top nine picks, basically. So the Nationals won the lottery when they were going around and uh, getting the ping pong balls, however they do the the lottery, the Nationals won the lottery to get the number one overall pick this year. But because of that rule, they can't get it. And then they also won to get the second overall pick. And the best they can do is 10th. So they're picking 10th in this upcoming draft. So, I mean, talk about bad timing for both things for the Nationals. But hopefully, hopefully all things are... Headed in the right direction like it seems like, but unfortunately for them, they kind of got screwed by the MLB draft lottery. Let's move on. Let's talk about football. Speaking of the draft, you look at the commanders right now during their bye week. They currently sit with the fourth overall pick. If everything ended right now, they would pick number four in the NFL draft. And I've seen various opinions on this in terms of what they should go for. I think it's pretty easy to assume that the way things fall right now, One and two are going to be Drake May and Caleb Williams. I don't know that there's a real chance that Washington can get up to one or two. You know, you're going to have to have New England and Chicago win some games. Really not even Chicago, excuse me, Carolina win some games to pass them up. I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't think they're going to get to that four win mark. So I, I don't think that they're going to get up to one or two. So it is an interesting discussion about the quarterback because do you stick with Howell or do you try to get Drake May or Caleb Williams? And if it's Chicago and New England picking one and two, would they be willing to move out of the pick, right? I mean, you have to be – there's two partners in a trade. So the commanders can want Drake May or Caleb Williams all they want if that were to be the case and they decided they wanted to move on from Sam Howell. But whoever they're trading with has to determine that what they're getting is enough to not draft their future quarterback, right? And neither of those teams have their quarterback. I think if the Bears are foolish enough to think they're just going to keep going with Fields, then great. If they're just going to keep going with Fields, awesome, because that means that there would be a chance. Because, you know, New England would take a quarterback, and then Arizona, they're probably not taking a QB. They're sticking with Kyler, I would expect. And so then you would have a real chance of maybe getting one even if it meant just trading up a pick or two. But I don't know that that's a realistic possibility. I, I still think that both of those teams are going to take the quarterbacks. In my opinion, if one of those guys is available and you can move up and get them, you probably go do it. Because especially where you're at at number four, yeah, it's going to take a lot, but not nearly as much as before. Like You might have to give up, and you probably will have to give up next year's first, and you probably have to give up one of the seconds, maybe something else piled on. I don't I don't have the draft trade chart in front of me. But you're going to have to give up a decent bit, even just to move up from four to two if you decided you wanted Drake May. But I think it's worth doing if you view him as a long-term upgrade over Sam Howell. But let's just assume that the quarterbacks go one and two. So you're sitting at number four. 
Do you want Marvin Harrison? Do you want Fashanu out of Penn State? Do you want Alts out of Notre Dame? Where you at? Because for me, it's pretty obvious what you do. You got to go tackle. You have to go tackle. And I think one thing that we've done a poor job of as football fans, and maybe it's maybe it's the social media stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's anything you can attribute it to. And maybe it's just because casual fans don't, you know, pay as much attention to the trenches. And it's not as easy to break down, right? I can break down whether a receiver is open or not. I can't break down perfectly whether, you know, the offensive lineman did the best job that he possibly could because I didn't play offensive line, right? You know, you can kind of understand it to an extent, but you can't see it like, you know, when you see a receiver catch a 40-yard bomb. But you have to upgrade the offensive line because you can argue that a guy like Fashanu or Alt can have more of an impact than Marvin Harrison Jr. And yeah, Marvin Harrison Jr. is spectacular. And by a lot of accounts, he's one of the most polished receivers they've seen coming out in the draft in decades, right? And I don't doubt that he's going to be an incredible wide receiver. I love the fact that he's got height, he's got speed, he's got the hands, he's got the route running. I mean, he's got the total package. But you have a quarterback who struggles with sacks. And are you just going to not address the offensive line? Yeah, you can go through it in free agency and address it. I get that. You can sign guys. But are you just going to sign middle-of-the-road tackles for 10 to $12 million? Because otherwise, you're going to have to spend all $90 million in cap space on your offensive line. And I don't think that's necessarily smart either. Matter of fact, if it were me, I would go in with a plan of addressing the defensive needs through free agency, and I would draft three offensive linemen minimum and probably in the top four rounds. I mean, I am getting offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. It goes back to the conversation that was had with the Bengals, right? Remember when the discussion was between Jamar Chase and Penny Sewell? Yeah, it's awesome. And they ended up taking Chase. But here's the issue I have with that. If you're looking at it from the commander's perspective. Sam Howell's not Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is so good at evading pressure in the pocket, and he gets the ball out quick, and he can do all these various things. And, you know, Joe Burrow's big thing is, I'm only going to keep five in protection so I can have all the guys out in the route because I know, if nothing else, I can get the ball to my check down and make things work, right? And he can evade the pressure and buy enough time. We've seen a year of Sam Howell. Maybe not the full season, but we only have four more games until we got a full year's worth. He's he's getting better at evading pressure, but he still takes a lot of sacks. He still takes a lot of them. So drafting him another wide receiver, I don't know how that helps. And I don't know where this narrative for a lot of people has come that Terry McLaurin is just a jag now. He's not. Terry McLaurin is a good football player. Is he having a bad year? Yeah, absolutely. Is he living up to the standard that we're used to? No, absolutely not. But I've seen enough of Terry McLaurin to know that he's a good wide receiver. I think he's still a great wide receiver. But if you want to knock him down a tier, fine. But, I mean, we were having a conversation before the season of him being a top 10 wide receiver. And again, this is one of those things that I like to put some perspective on. Because sometimes we get accused in the media... Uh, of being just biased 
right, to your own home team and not being real. No, no, no. This was something that not just here in D.C. we were talking about, right? I mean, this isn't something that just fans of this team were talking about being a top 10 wide receiver. You've heard Darius Slay say that. You've heard people nationally talk about him like that. So we're not the one, only one saying this. And then Jahan Dotson's still here. And I, I don't know what's happened this year with Jahan Dotson, but I have a hard time believing that what we're seeing this year out of him is truly who Jahan is because Jahan was electric last year. You get the ball in his hands. I mean, go back and watch the highlight of the touchdown catch against the Giants last year. He catches the ball, spins, gets into the end zone. Have you seen any of that this year? Because I have not. And that's part of why I'm I'm not fully sold on the enemy. But to me, it's a no-brainer at number four. If you're sitting there and Fashanu or Marvin Harrison Jr. are staring you at the face, I think it's pretty easy. you got to take the tackle. Now, this all might be made easier because if you're Arizona, you just took a tackle in last year's draft in the top. Uh, I believe he was sixth or something. I can't remember exactly what pick Paris Johnson was taking, but he was taken pretty early on. So maybe they'll say, we're going to take the playmaker because they're kind of lacking at wide receiver aside from Hollywood. But... Maybe that'll just decide it for you. But assuming that you have the choice, I still think it's just got to be tackle. We've gotten to this point where it's only sexy if it's a guy that has the ball in his hands, and those are the only guys that people want. And sorry, football's still won and lost in the trenches. So give me a guy like that up front, Fashanu. I don't know what his ceiling is, but get a guy like that that could be your franchise left tackle as opposed to a really good wide receiver no doubt about it but I'm gonna pass on the wide receiver for the offensive tackle and I think he's gonna have just as much of an impact and I would argue even more of an impact than if you drafted Marvin Harrison Jr. Let's take a break. When we come back, I do want to continue this discussion. If you want to call in 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor listener lines What would you do if you were presented that choice, if you're the general manager of Washington, or do you want one of these quarterbacks? I've seen some people talking about Jaden Daniels maybe getting picked at number four. Would you want that? We'll talk about it more here on The Fan next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. About 20 minutes left here on Overtime, 106.7 The Fan. Before we turn it over to Capitals Hockey, Toby Altizer with you here. So, again, it's crazy where we've gotten to in just a couple of weeks with this football team. Just a couple of weeks ago, some people were talking about the playoffs. I don't know that I would have considered playoffs a real possibility, even a couple of weeks ago. You know, before some of the giant the, the Giants lost, it just but at least there was hope around this football team, right? I mean, it's if you went back just a month ago, it felt like there was optimism and hope around this football team. All of a sudden, it's like there's no hope around this football team, and you know, a lot of the hope surrounded Sam Howell and his play, and I think that he's you know fallen off just a little bit, but it hasn't been atrocious. But, I mean, not that long ago, we were having this discussion. I remember because, you know, Linnell's in all the headlines because it's basically I would take Sam Howell over Caleb Williams, and everyone's like, well, stupid conversation, blah, 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 and, well, it's something that won't even happen anyways. Well, (laughs) I mean, not that far away from it. I don't know that it's still that real of a possibility, but it is a possibility at this point because there is still an outside chance statistically that Washington could get the number one overall pick. But, again, assuming you're sitting at number four, quarterbacks are gone in terms of Williams and May. What do you want to see them do? If they have the choice of Marvin Harrison, if they have the choice of one of these tackles from Penn State or Notre Dame, or do you want Jaden Daniels out of LSU, or do you want Brock Bowers, the tight end out of Georgia? Like, what would you want at number four as it stands right now. Let's get out to the phone lines. Let's get out to Uptown Mo. What's going on, man? Hello? Can you hear me? Hey, yeah, what's going on, Mo? Uh, oh, oh, nothing. So, I don't – so, I'm frustrated, right? So, let's look up to – up north to I- I-95 north to the Eagles. The Eagles mm-hmm. were not sure about Jalen Hurts, right? So, the playoff game, he stunk. They surrounded him with talent. They still had ammunition because of the trades that they made if he did stink the next year, right, that they could get a quarterback, right? So the blueprint has already been set. They gave him a, a sufficient O-line. He developed, right, into an MVP candidate, and now look at them, right? Sam is not bad. I'm not saying that he's Joe Montana or Joe Namath, but it's his second, his second year in the league, his first year really starting. He has a ceiling. I don't know what that ceiling is, but he hasn't reached it yet. We are in a town where offensive line is very important to us. However, mm-hmm. our current regime has neglected it. We've had Lachey, Jacoby, Williams, Samuels. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, we, we, we predicated on our identity as the Hogs. So, I would flip the number four. If I couldn't get Brock Bowers, because I do love that kid. I do love that kid. I think he, he's a transformative tight end, but what do I know? I might be wrong. If I can't flip number four into more – draft picks, then I would get Brock Bowers. But if I could flip it into more draft capital to take more shots um, to uh, uh, increase the likelihood of, of hits instead of misses, then that's what I would do. Appreciate the phone call, man. Yeah, it's not a bad idea either because, you know, a realistic possibility here is this. What if Arizona at number three, let's just assume that everything stays the way it is right now in terms of draft position. But if everything stayed as it was, 
what if Arizona at three decided that they wanted to take the tackle out of Penn State so they could solidify their line for Kyler Murray? And maybe if they want to spend some money in free agency on receiver, they'll do it that way. Someone would be willing to trade up to number four, I would bet, to take Marvin Harrison Jr. Now, I don't know that I want to move down too much if you're Washington, but you know, if it's something where you can move down a couple of picks and add some more picks, I think that's a great idea. I do. Now, there is a reason why these guys are drafted as high as they are, right? So if you move down into that second tier, maybe it's not as great of an idea because, you know, would you move down a couple of picks and go from, you know, say just in Commander's examples, you go from Trent Williams to a Brandon Sheriff? I, I don't think that's a great idea. You know, just if you were to have that sort of a thing where if you were to go from four down to, say, 12, right, you're dropping off a tier. Now, it's something to say that this team needs a lot of talent, but every team can use the cornerstones. And if you can get a cornerstone at four, as opposed to maybe, you know, three really good players, I don't know. I mean, it goes back to the example of just a couple of drafts ago last year where Washington traded back with the Saints. They took Chris Olave. Washington ended up with Sam Howell, um, Jahan Dotson, Cole Turner, and Brian Robinson. And, you know, on draft day, I think that looks like a good trade. And I don't know how you feel about it right now. I don't know that you could say that Washington fleeced New Orleans. I don't know that you can say New Orleans fleeced Washington either. Kind of evens out, but who's the best player out of all of that? Chris Olave. And so you get a franchise-type guy like that, sometimes it's worth trading a couple things. Now, it is worth being said, like I said, with Washington, would you trade a guy like, you know, in that example, Olave, for having potentially four dudes that can come in and help? Sure, maybe that's kind of your route to improve this football team, quantity over quality. Not to say the guys you draft aren't good, but you're obviously dropping down a tier if you move down in the draft. Well, I wouldn't drop down too, too much, but I do think it's a realistic possibility that... If Marvin Harrison Jr. is available at four, say Fashanu's off the board or Alt's off the board, and you have the choice there, maybe you just do move down. Maybe you view another tackle in the draft because listening to a, a some of the NFL Network guys, Daniel Jeremiah was saying that he's got seven offensive tackles he's giving a first-round grade on. So maybe it's something where you do move down to around the 10th pick and or you can do something even like the Cardinals did last year. Remember the Cardinals moved out of the third pick where the Texans came up and drafted Will Anderson, and then they dr traded back up into, I believe, the sixth pick to take their tackle, Paris Johnson. Maybe it's something you could do that. Move from, say, 4 to 12, and then go from 12 back up to 8 to get your guy. And it's you still come out gaining some assets. So it is something interesting to talk about, but I, 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 don't, I don't think you can take anything over tackle, right? I understand the love for Brock Bowers. I think he's fantastic. I think he's one of the best tight ends we've seen in a while. But remember when that was said about Kyle Pitts? What's Kyle Pitts done? Maybe that's more of a maybe that's more of how he's being used. But remember when that was the case with Kyle Pitts? Remember that was the case with some of these other guys? I mean, you look through and look at some of the first round tight ends that were taken, and usually they're solid, but they're not the game changer that you're thinking, right? So I don't know that I would go with the tight end that high. I like his talent a lot, but I think you can find yourself uh, a solid tight end. That's something that they need to prioritize, no doubt about it. 
But I think that's something that you could find in free agency. Whereas if you wanted to go find a guy like one of these tackles that's coming out, Fashanu or Alt, I don't know that you're going to be able to find them in free agency. And if you do, you're paying 20, 30 million for that guy. <laughs> and I don't think you want to be doing that. When you have 90 million in cap space, you kind of want to be able to replenish some of the spots on the roster. Like I said, my opinion on this is I'm spending the picks on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm spending all the money, or at least most of the money, on the defensive side of the ball in terms of cap space because I think you can find some quality guys on that defensive side in free agency. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. I do want to talk about the Thursday night matchup tonight. It's a barn burner. <laughs> Who doesn't get more excited? Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky. How could you get more excited for Thursday night football? It's a prime Thursday night game tonight on Amazon Prime. We'll talk about it next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. On the fan. I'm 1067 the fan. We got an all-timer tonight. I mean, we used to joke about Thursday night games. I mean, we still do because it seems like the quality of them in general is just not great. Even when good teams play, Thursday night games just generally aren't good. But tonight, you get an especially bad one. I mean, tonight you get the Patriots and the Steelers. And Neither starting quarterback is going, which Kenny Pickett to Mitch Trubisky, I don't know how much of a drop-off it actually is. The Steelers have been atrocious offensively. And then you go from Mac Jones to Bailey Zappi, and I don't know if it is a drop-off. <laughs> it's, it's so bad for both of those teams. I mean, we've heard the stats for the Patriots over the last couple of weeks, especially on, on Sunday after they lost to the Chargers. These are their last three games. The scores: ten to six, ten to seven, six to nothing, and they lost all three of those. <laughs> if you're a defender on the New England Patriots right now, I mean, <laughs> you cannot feel good because you have been dialed in the last three weeks. I mean, you held the Colts to ten points, and the Colts aren't great, but they've been solid. You held the Giants to ten points, and you lost. And the Chargers, I think, have a pretty good offense generally. It was six to nothing. It was kind of some ugly weather up in New England, but still, six points and your guys couldn't even punch one into the end zone. I don't know. Tonight's game is ugly. So you're just looking at some of the things going into tonight's matchup. You know, if you're if you're Pittsburgh, you're favored by five tonight. It's an over under of thirty and a half. Mike, is there something that you like tonight? Because like you look at this thing and. You know, a lot of people like to throw even just a little bit of action on some of these things to give some extra enjoyment. 
I don't even know if there's anything that's appealing about tonight's matchup. Yeah, like you said, the over under 30 and a half. That's one of the lowest since 19 or yeah, since 1993. So, you know, Vegas is not expecting many points. Give me the under 30 and a half. And then uh, another bet that I kind of like is Ezekiel Elliott anytime touchdown plus 180 with Ramondre Stevenson not playing tonight. Yeah, I kind of like that because they're only suiting up three receivers tonight. Only three wide receivers. I believe it's Juju. Um, I'm trying to remember. Demario Douglas is out. So it's like Juju and Tyquan Thornton. I forget the other guy. But they're not suiting up any more than three wide receivers. So you know they're going to be running the football. Ramondre Stevenson is out. They don't... I mean, you're basically just going to be running Ezekiel Elliott into the ground tonight. So, yeah, I mean, I like that as well. I just don't know that there's anything to like. You have to hit the under in this, right? Doesn't this remind you of what Iowa was all season long in college football? Like, they'd see how low they could set the line, and Iowa would say, we're still going to find a way to go under this. I mean, what were some of the lines going into some of these games? I believe the line, forget who they, was it Iowa State they were playing their last year, rivalry game? I can't remember who they were playing their last game of the year, but you're getting down to, like, 20 points, for an over under and they're still somehow going under. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like the books ugly. want you to take the bait so much here. Like they're just setting the line incredibly low, hoping that you hammer the over, but I'm not taking, I'm not falling for the cheese tonight. I mean, I could be wrong, but we're not going to get a lot of points tonight. I'd be shocked. Well, well, and if you go back and look at for the Steelers last week, they lost 24 to 10. So they only scored 10 points. Cincinnati, they beat the week before 16 to 10. So they only put up 16. They scored 10 against the Browns and lost. They scored 23 and 20, you know, four and five games ago. But in their last three games, it's been 13, 10, and 10. So, I mean, the way it's going, that's all you have to do is score 10 and you'll beat the Patriots. So it very well could be a score tonight of 10 to 7. <laughs> so it's it's just absurd where you're at. But then you look at it, and as much as we're talking about this being a poor game, the Patriots are 2 and 10. And they currently sit the number two overall pick. They're sitting in the driver's seat to maybe get Drake May. And wouldn't that be very Belichick-like that he could be very bad? And we'll see what ends up happening at the end of the year. But what if they just get a quarterback and they say, well, let's let's play it out with this guy one more year and see if we get him a quarterback if things are better. So we'll see what happens there. I, we, we all thought he was done. Maybe he still is done, but who knows? But either way. They're in the prime seat to get a guy like a Drake May. I mean, if you're a Washington fan and you want to see the draft stock improve for Washington, then you're rooting for a Patriots win tonight. But again, they're two and ten, and we're talking about how bad this matchup is. The Pittsburgh Steelers are seven and five. I mean, they're sitting in a spot now where they are very much in the playoff race. I mean, they're right now the fifth seed in the AFC. They, I guess, technically are still alive in the division, but Baltimore is probably going to run away with that because they're just hands down better than what the Steelers are. But, I mean, Pittsburgh just continues to do things under Tomlin where they're not they're not very good by any means. I mean, the last couple of years, you think of the years under Ben, you think of the last couple of years, you know, now with Pickett and Trubisky starting tonight. They haven't been very good, but they just are very gritty. And that defense is just unreal. TJ Watt is so good. So you look at that AFC playoff picture, and it gets interesting because right now the Buffalo Bills are 11th in the AFC. The Cincinnati Bengals, obviously they lost Joe Burrow, but they're 10th in the AFC. I mean, there's a real possibility that right now 
Houston's looking in. They're on the outside looking in. So, I mean, there's a real possibility that C.J. Stroud gets left out. Josh Allen gets left out. Obviously, the Bengals with Burrow being hurt, but the Bengals get left out. Who would have thought any of those things at the beginning of the year? And then who would have thought that the Pittsburgh Steelers, with their atrocious offense, would continue to do the things that they're doing? And then what's even crazier, too, is we thought that Trevor Lawrence was going to be out for quite some time with the injury he had on Monday nights, and he was practicing today, limited, but he was practicing today. So they're saying that he might even play on Sunday. It's just... It's getting crazy now that we're getting into the stretch run of the season. Mike, I'll tell you this, though. Commander's bye week this week. How nice is it that on Sunday we don't have to bother about having our day ruined? We yep. can just enjoy football. We cannot possibly be hurt this Sunday, Toby. <laughs> we, we can't be hurt. We can just sit back and enjoy some football. Well, that's going to do it for us tonight. I mean, if you want to sit back and enjoy some football, feel free, but turn on the radio. Listen to the Caps. They're going to try and get a win tonight against the Stars. They just got back from their road trip, first home game in a while. It's going to take on the Stars tonight. For Mike, sticking around, appreciate it. I'm Toby Altizer. Keep it tuned right here to the fan. Caps hockey comes up next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.